everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Well, I'll tell you when and where to play better poker, and that's uh, one week from today in Las Vegas, ne- Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Reno Hotel and Casino as uh, World Series of Poker gets underway. On uh, well, it's kind of uh, you know, there's kind of the opening day is next Tuesday, May 31st, and then the Casino Employees Tournament is Wednesday the first. The Colossus starts on the second, and things get off and running in a pretty swift manner. But uh, we're just about ready to go. Uh, last week, I did tune into the uh, town hall uh, put on by the WSOP and uh, on Twitch, and uh, a lot of very interesting inter- information there. And uh, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, Joe. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I did make my plans to go out there. I'm decided this year that instead of going in the beginning and then trying to make it back for the main event, I'll just schedule one trip during the main event. So have you have you put that? Forth I have. Yet? I'm going what? out July 11th. And oh, so you'll coming be there back. for the main event. Well, it starts the night, so I'll get there on day th- uh, 1C. Okay. And I'm coming back on the 14th, so I'll have uh, the 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, I guess. No, actually, I'll be there on day 1B, the night of day 1B. Okay. So, uh, the 10th through the 13th, the days I'll be working out there. I hope to do the show from out there. Uh, we'll talk about it, but uh hope to do the show on Skype uh, on the 13th of July. We'll be into the uh, early days of, uh, I guess, the second part of day two. Yep. And uh, certainly will be a lot of news and a lot of fun out there and hope to run into a lot of people to interview and talk with. Should be uh, great. Looking forward to a whole great series once again. Let me tell you, this is is the poker destination for everybody, Dave. I mean, you look forward to this. You know, we know that there's a lot of great tournaments throughout the whole year, but... There's nothing like the WSOP and the yeah. excitement that it generates. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we're seeing now, there's so many things connected with it uh, during the same time period out there, down the street on the Strip, uh, maybe down, down downtown Fremont Street. Uh, just so many things going on out there. Uh, actually, uh, stealing their thunder just a little bit is this uh, is this uh, super high roller bowl, which is going to be starting on Sunday the 29th and uh, 29th of May here, and uh, people can get involved in that. We've mentioned it a couple of times, uh, the Super High Roller Bowl, uh, the Million Dollar Final Table Challenge, it's called, uh, the Movement Watches Final Table Challenge, chance to win a million dollars if you pick the seven final players at the final table and rank them from top to bottom in their order of finish in the correct order. Pretty tall uh, task yeah, there. That's, it's hard enough just to name the seven, although they do give you a chance to um, redo your lineup. Yeah, at the end of day, the first day. Uh, I did make my picks online, so uh, I'm giving it a shot. Uh, as a champion, I picked Fader Holtz. Okay. Uh, he's playing very well. I watched him just run over a table yesterday on the GPL. Got a chance to watch one of the six, uh, six uh, max sit-and-goes. And he won the match, knocked out all five players that wow. he was facing. So that's pretty tough to do. Um, Jason Wheeler was at the table, Jonathan Little. And uh, the interesting thing, that I don't know if you've seen it much, but you asked me about you know, whether you could see the players. Well, what they did was all the players you know, have their video camera on their, on their laptop now, right. so you can see the pictures of them. Uh, they don't carry all six players. 
I mean, they do around the table, just like on an online game. You have their chip counts and their names and then, of course, their hands as it's being played. But they only show two of the players um, as a feed, you know, a, a photo feed. And they picked Jonathan Little and, and Jason Wheeler. And it was two very interesting guys talking about their thoughts on the hands while they were playing. It was very good, uh, you know. Some of the graphics maybe are a little small to suit me when you look at it on the Twitch screen, but uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed it quite a bit and uh, did get to watch that one match. And uh, we'll just update you here in a second on what's going on with the league and what's happening out there. Uh, we haven't been following it all that closely. Uh, some of the initial excitement wore off on my yeah. part. I know that, <laughs> and probably a lot of people's part too. But we'll see if that gets drummed up a little bit when they play out in Vegas during their Let's summer hope series. So. Let's hope so, because same with me. It's just hasn't hasn't enticed me enough to just jump and watch it and make it a must see. But we're going to talk about Jonathan's uh, little ebook that he came out with. Did you get a chance to read a little? I bit was of that? reading. Okay. I was reading some of it. I haven't finished it all. But so it's either next really week or the week after, we'll, tournaments. we'll I, I love playing. We'll talk that. about that. Yeah, that should be pretty good. Anyway, um, Jonathan played well. I think he finished in. I think he finished fourth, third or fourth. Uh, but uh, it was uh, the head-to-head play turned out to be. Uh, a uh, fellow from Brazil, uh, and uh, Martin Martin Jacobson was also at that table. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was fun. It was uh, it was a good table. Uh, Jonathan Jaffe was there. Uh, really good match, and uh, I did enjoy it. I I don't know. I I don't think I could watch all four matches in one afternoon, but uh, you know, a little bit here and there, and just kind of keeping up with the results is kind of interesting. Well, listen, it piqued your interest a little more than it, than it had. So, But uh, in the Super High Roller Bowl, the final table, here's my picks. The first, uh, Fader Holtz. Second, Daniel Negranu. Third, Phil Galfond. Fourth, Justin Bonomo. Fifth, Doug Polk. Sixth, I have uh, Dan Coleman. And seventh, Bryn Kenny. So uh, those are uh, my choices. There's 49 players in the event. Some of them we've heard of. Some of them we probably haven't. Uh, there's some big businessmen that are not well-known uh, poker players, but uh, do play some of the major high roller tournaments, and uh, filled up uh, pretty quick. But uh, a lot of big names in the event as well, so it should be fun. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, uh, people will be checking it out because it is going to be televised, uh, virtually live. But I think a 30-minute delay, but beginning on Sunday, it'll be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. They will be airing on. Uh, uh, Twitch during the afternoon and then starting in the evening at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, depending on the night, uh, you can catch some of that action. And if you got a final table ahead of you, it's You're definitely going to be watching. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch that. I'm definitely uh, looking forward to it. But uh, uh, a couple things I do want to go over today. Uh, obviously, we'll do our uh, little fantasy thing we do every year. Uh, where we pick uh, 10 guys each for our special fantasy teams, one each from uh, the 30-player segments of the GPI, the Global Poker Index. Uh, you pick a player from 1 to 30, ranked 1 to 30, then one from 31 to 60, 61 to 90, and on down the line. And uh, we'll keep points this year, and uh, we'll have to go over the point totals again. I thought about things. I think we'll make a, a, a victory a little more beneficial. I don't think it was. I don't remember what we had last year, but I think it'll be worth a thousand points this year. Okay. And the final table, 250. And then of course uh, the whatever do- dollar, the dollar amount is is per per dollar per, right. per, per thousand or whatever or whatever it is. Uh, but we'll have fun with it and uh, just kind of keep a running total over the seven weeks of the World Series of Poker. And of course the way it's structured with the uh, main event uh, being such a big payout, you know, 
Uh, it's not going to be probably $10 million this year, but it'll be uh, somewhere in the range of uh, $7, 8000000 million, something like what that. What was it last year? A little over it $8 was million? Ten. Oh, last year was last the guarantee. Last year was the guarantee was one, wasn't it? I thought it was the year before. I guess it was the year, the year before. before Mark Jacobson. was the 10, right, yeah, $10 right. Million. I think last year they got like eight point four, eight point five. Something like that, you're right. So. Joe McKeon, obviously, yes. the defending champion. Uh, I look back at some of these years, and I think about uh, the final tables. You know, I remember our first year of the show, we had three South Floridians on the final table. Uh, the Grinder uh, finishing fifth, and we had John Raisner finishing second. John Dolan also at that table. That's six years ago now. That's amazing. It, it is amazing. It's, it's, it's just time goes so quick, Dave. It's, <laughs> I don't know if it's our age that time just seems to fly by. But you just think, uh, Peter Eastgate, that's eight years ago. You know, guys that you just feel like just a couple years ago won a big tournament, Joe Cotta. And then you look back at some of these, and it's been many, Hashem, many years. Yeah, Joe Hashem. Well, Hashem, if you want to talk Hashem and Raymer and, and go back that far, you were talking about, uh, you know, we were still in high but school then, weren't we? No, I... <laughs> I wasn't shaving quite. quite yet. I wasn't shaving quite yet. But, oh, my God, yeah, it does seem, I mean, can you believe it? Uh, Moneymaker's been, what, 13 years? Yep. 2003, sure 13 sure years, has. and it just doesn't seem like it's that long. Right. And uh, what's your name? Jamie Gold, what, 2007, 2007, I think? yeah. So you're talking nine years, and, and it, it almost seems like yesterday that he had all that controversy going on with uh, with, with his prize money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did want to mention the, the standings for the, the Global Poker League. Uh, they're through seven weeks now. They have one more week of this opening uh, series of eight weeks. Uh, that'll be this week with the uh, six max matches on Tuesday and then the heads up on Wednesday and Thursday as usual. But uh, the leaders in the Eurasia division and Moscow Wolverines with 87 points. The London Royals, who a lot of people were favored to win the whole thing, are in second with 79. And then Paris, uh, the Aviators, with 78. Uh, over in the Americas Conference, uh, Montreal Nationals are the leaders with 87. Wow. New York Rounders in second place with that's 81. I that's thought would be the team that I thought would be. That's going into this week. I have to mention that. So uh, uh, Rounders in second with 81, and the LA Sunset with 79. But with Fader Holtz winning that match on uh, on Tuesday, I don't know what happened in the second match. Uh, that obviously tightens things up a little bit. And um, bringing up the rear are the the money makers, the Las Vegas money makers, and the San Francisco Rush all had kind of struggling along. But um, I don't know. It's uh, there's a long season, and uh, you know I I think people would be hard pressed to figure out who's on what team without going back to look at the draft again and uh, who's on what team. But I can tell you that uh, Holtz has been very impressive. Mike McDonald uh, has been very tough uh, for the Montreal Nationals. Uh, Chris Mormon had a good week for uh, uh, the Avery. Was it the Avery? No, the uh, the London Royals. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, some fun here. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. They're going to have the uh, the matches in the Cube out there this summer in the studio out in Las Vegas. I, th- I think you're going to generate a lot more excitement at that point. I think so. Also, I th- we'll see what happens. But uh, should be fun. Uh, but they're through seven weeks now, and uh, they'll finish it up uh, ne- this week with week eight. There'll be a couple of weeks off, and then on June 6th, they'll start some of the matches out in Vegas. So uh, we'll check that out as well. Uh, also, a couple other things I want to mention. On Daniel Negreanu's site, Full Contact Poker this week, uh, the story came out, uh, uh, a statement basically, from uh, Howard Lederer. And a lot of people are just kind of angry to see that now because they said it's so much too little too late. 
but basically an apology, a statement on there that uh, Daniel was able to carry in response or in uh, in deference to his old friend. Uh, certainly, uh, he didn't uh, kiss his butt on it. He said, you know, hey, uh, you know, a lot of people don't even think I should have uh, carried it on my site, but... Uh, you know, he said it's it's important, he thinks, for the poker community to read this. There wasn't really a central place where he could have it carried. And uh, he said it's uh, important that, uh, you know, he at least gets to air his uh, statement. And, uh, you know, he did apologize, which is a lot more than he did a few years ago when they had the extensive letter of files interview on Poker News, but uh, Daniel took some criticism for even carrying it on there. A lot of people uh, basically just said, screw you, uh, Howard, we don't care what you say well, anymore. It's way too late for you to He can say whatever he wants to say, Dave, you know, which is fine, and, and I agree with people that it's way, way too late, but, you know, the actions and what he, what he and, uh, and, and Chris, you know, Jesus, Ferguson, uh, you know, the, the money they agreed to give back just tells you, I mean, you know, how guilty they were right. of, of doing wrongdoing to what extent, you know, maybe all of us will never find out. But, you know, when you're returning all that kind of money and, you know, property that the government has taken from you, it indicates that you had a heavy hand in, in what was going on and, and the legal actions that, that were going on at these sites. Right. Well, I think it kind of is an end of an era with Full Tilt Poker uh, basically uh, being totally absorbed this week by Poker Stars going on their platform. They're changing all the stuff. Uh, people that played on Full Tilt, uh, you know, still can do that. But it's basically the Poker Stars skins. And, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to, to even distinguish the difference between the two at this point uh, going forward. Uh, but that kind of is an end of an era, basically, when those two big companies were uh, running the show. It really was. And let me tell you, very sad for so many people, so many people that suffered, Dave. I mean, you know, we've heard people who had almost all of their their fortune, so to speak, locked up into the site because they didn't think there'd be anything, you know, uh, we've had guests on the show years ago when this first occurred telling us that they knew of players who had $6 million tied up yeah. because of this. You know, thank God years later, you know, some of these people were getting their money back, to, you know, due to the uh, agreement that that was made. But, you know, I haven't heard whether everybody was made completely whole from this or or even if they were made 80% or 90% whole on what they went through. But, you know... For Howard and, and Chris Ferguson, you know, the, these are people that we looked up to. You know, the, I've said on this show many a times, I've loved reading Howard Letterer and learned a lot from him. He's, you know, doesn't take away from the great right, poker right. player that he was. But, you know, they, they fed on the confidence of a lot of poker players who trusted them. And they, you know, their, their actions alone by accepting the penalties from the state tell me how guilty they are. Well, I, it's kind of funny this week. You know, I'm watching some of these old videos that I recorded. Uh, so it turns out now, 10, 12 years ago, some of them, there was a tournament, uh, a tournament of champions right at the year after uh, Moneymaker broke out and poker really started getting popular. 
the guys uh, who do the World Series of Poker each year, they did a special tournament called the Tournament of Champions where uh, top players played. And at the final table was uh, Howard and Annie Duke. And Annie ended up knocking him out. And I can remember how, how she bad she was. She yeah, was so emotional was about emotional that. Yeah, very emotional about that. And uh, felt badly. But she ended up winning. I guess Howard finished third. So it was pretty interesting to see some of that. And how popular he was at the time as such a great player. Uh, Jesus Ferguson also... But uh, those guys completely ruined their life. And as Daniel says in, in this column that he wrote uh, accompanying the letter or statement, he says, uh, it appears as though Howard wanted to write this apology to turn the page in his own life. And he says, Daniel says, my guess is that many will have no interest in an apology from him. But I do think there are some who, despite it changing nothing, will appreciate it. Well, listen, uh, I I kind of agree that it's a little too little too late. If he had come out with an apology when everything was was coming out and when he was ready to, you know, when his, his punishment was being, you know, put out there by the government, what he was going to accept. And at that point, if he had come out and said, listen, I know what I've done is wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm accepting the terms and conditions of, of the government, you know. And to be honest with you, they're they're, you know, they're very lucky that they didn't go to jail. Right. They're very lucky that they didn't go to jail. Well, if you look at Howard's statement, it is a complete and full apology. But he does say, uh, he does leave himself kind of a little bit of an out. He says, uh, although I was no longer overseeing day-to-day operations, he had actually kind of distanced himself a little bit from the company. Uh, he says that my inattention in the years leading up to Black Friday is what imperiled to help imperil uh, player deposits. He said, my full involvement put me in a unique position of trust, a trust that I disappointed by failing to ensure that Full Tilt was properly governed when, governed when I stepped away in 2008. So he kind of uh, slides it in there that, you know, I really, it wasn't me, but, you know, he... He, he, he still is, accepted all that yeah, money. He, he accepted, accepted all money. that money. Him and right. Chris Ferguson and other people accepted that money, and, you know... Whether you want to stick your head in the sand and say, well, I wasn't sure what was going on, you know, when you were part of the everyday operation of this, you knew this wasn't possible, that that people's monies had to be at risk and and that if, you know, if everything came tumbling down, this would be like the stock market, there ain't enough money around to go to pay everybody else because everybody at the top of the of the pyramid chain got paid off already. Well, he does acknowledge that uh, it was an abuse of trust and that a lot of players only played on the site because they were fans of his or they trusted him, uh, to be honest. Well, there's a reason why they had those pictures. Remember the Full Tilt ads, Dave? They had their whole very impressive lineup that was part of that, including Phil Ivey and and, and a bunch of other great poker stars that you had a chance to play against, that you did this. There's a reason why they're on those advertisements, because they will entice the poker players to come on. Howard Lederer, like I said, I've spoken so many times about him here. I loved his his thinking behind poker and how it did. I think it's helped my game greatly. Chris Ferguson was just a wonderful figure to watch play, having won a main event. You know, you entrust that these guys are going to at least look out after you a little bit. And, you know, maybe it's that old adage, you know, shame, shame on me, you know, for being fooled. Yeah, I, all I can say is uh, I think the majority of the people – got their money, or at least close to what they thought they had coming. Uh, obviously, there's some people that didn't. Uh, a lot of people that gave up uh, didn't want to, didn't feel it was worth the time. I, myself, 
passed on my nine cents. That I had a hundred dollars in there. I didn't even bother. <laughs> I didn't even bother trying to to get that money. I back. actually had nine cents on there. I know. You know. So, but it's but it's not only that. It's the disappointment of not being able to play, not enjoying. Because let right. me tell you, I loved playing full tilt as as hundreds of thousands of other online poker players did. You know, and it was just wow. What do I do now? What do I do now? You know, and and you know your 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 confidence is shattered as to whether you could ever do this again. Right. And it became so much a part of our lives for poker players who love playing online, and for people. Listen, you know we're lucky here in South Florida, Dave. We got casinos, we got poker rooms all over the place. You know, we're we're no more than 15 minute drive from any poker room in in town. We right. love going to Gulfstream, but there's a lot of other poker rooms here. That's not the case for for the large majority of Americans here who were playing online where they may have to travel five, six, seven hours to get to a poker room instead of playing in the convenience of their own living room. And, you know, this all started because of these people. For sure. Um, I do want to get to our uh, selections, which we'll do in a second segment for the WSOP this year, and we'll follow it along as we're watching, give ourselves some attic excitement, and uh, maybe you as well. Uh, you know, obviously, we don't have a lot of contacts since the show is not uh, basically done live on a radio station like it was in the beginning. Uh, but but uh, you can call in, you can write uh, me at uh, Big Dave at Poker Action Line. If you want to make your selections, uh, make your pick your ten players, uh, from each uh, segment of the top 300 in the GPI, uh, we'll send you something if you beat us. Yeah, and let me tell you, we had a lot of fun with this. I remember two years ago when you won, I had a chance if Carlos Mortensen makes that final table and goes deep in there. Last year was the same thing, came right down to the wire with us. So uh, Dave and I are one and one. But, one and uh, one. We'll see what Dave happens. Dave does a lot year. more research on this than I do. So uh, well, I, I probably, <laughs> I'm not I probably know a lot more players, too. But, I'm not uh, expecting to repeat. So. Exactly. But we'll, we'll see, see what happens. Anyway, we'll get to that when we get back. We'll also talk about uh, the Women's Hall of Fame came up with their uh, nominees this year. That is an interesting topic. And uh, a couple other things we'll get to when we get back. Uh, also, uh, take a look at that uh, Poker Central contest. Go to PokerCentral.com. And it's the Movement MVMT Watches Million Dollar Final Table Challenge. Uh, also, an interesting uh, note here that we'll talk about, the WPT has launched a, a poker training site. And uh, hopefully we'll have Nick Binger on maybe in the next few weeks. He's going to be doing most of the teaching on the site. It's called Learn WPT. And uh, we'll check that out as well. So uh, we'll talk about those things when we get back. We do want to tell you about Gulfstream Park, though. Uh, got a chance to play there last week in a tournament. And How'd you do? Did you go from the tour from here to the to Gulfstream? No, last week. Last, week, uh, last Wednesday. Uh, where did I go? Yeah, because you were getting out of here. Because I think you wanted yeah, to go I play last in the, Wednesday. I played in the PLO, and I had a lot of fun. Enjoyed that. That was where I did go. And uh, you know, I got there a little late and. Had a little bit of my stack blinded off, but not bad. And uh, but played quite a while. I, I think there was about 40 players. I finished uh, in about the top 20, the lower part of the top 20. So uh, got some uh, money's worth out of it and had a good time. But uh, I like PLO. I let me tell you, I you have. Know, a, I don't have. I, I listen. Omaha is just not my game. But although I did play a very small stakes one online <laughs> about a few months ago, that I actually wound up winning. But uh, 
it's a game that I I should have been studying a lot more for many years right. now, but you know I've I've been in I've been enjoying the hell out of playing No Limit Hold'em, and uh, you know be honest with you, I'd love to see Seven Card Stud come back in a strong fashion because that's a game I used to love to play also. Anyway, they do have that PLO tournament on Wednesday night starting at seven o'clock. Uh, the other six nights are all uh, No Limit Hold'em, but uh, they do have a special three hundred fifty dollar uh, high hand b- uh, bonus. For the first, uh, I think the first four levels of the PLO night, and uh, they gave that away. As uh, I, I came very close to almost having one, but I, as it turns out, I didn't. Uh, it had just it had just ended, entered a new period. So um, anyway, uh, we will certainly uh, give that another try somewhere down the road. But Gulfstream Park is a great poker room, no question about it. They continue their uh, schedule of tournaments uh, nightly at 7 p.m. There's a $70 tournament on Monday. A $110 tournament on Thursday is the biggest uh, buy-in, and a Sunday has a $100 deep stack event. But uh, you can get in for as low as $50 on Saturday, $50 on Wednesday, and they have rebuys in a lot of these tournaments as well. A lot of fun. Uh, certainly uh, uh, highly recommend going there. Uh, Gulfstream Park uh, continues their summer racing season with some exciting uh, stakes races and, and action out there. Uh, <clears throat> certainly a, a place to, to go in South Florida if you're looking for a great day of entertainment. Don't forget the uh, new Pegasus World Cup uh, just announced last week. That will be a $12 million horse race taking place next January, and obviously we'll talk about that down the road. Supersedes Dubai's $10 million, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, located in the south part of Broward County, just over the Dade County line on Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach, the corner of Hallandale Beach Boulevard and Federal can't miss it. Uh, Pegasus, a uh, 110-foot statue out in the parking lot. And out in front is all the shops in the uh, village of Gulfstream Park, which is great as well. So it's a, it's a def- definitely a destination here in South Florida for a day or night of entertainment. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway. The poker room phone number is 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Talk to the brush there and find out what's going on. Uh, what the prizes are, maybe get a little information about their loyalty program, which continues as well into the month of June. Gulfstream Park, uh, welcome to our playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now 
at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. I don't believe it. My savings are gone. Okay, think. Where'd you have them last? I was home, then I spent them on that vacation in this tiny suit of armor. Now they're gone. Weird. Weird? Not really. Not saving now means no money later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Oh, I broke his little gauntlet. Oh, no. This message is brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here at Poker Action Line. And uh, we'll get to our selections in just a little bit. I did want to mention uh, a couple of things here. Uh, at uh, one of the uh, survivor players, uh, Boston Rob. I don't know. Remember Boston yes, Rob? Yes. Married Amber a few years ago. He actually won a pretty big poker tournament. Uh, uh, it was at Run It Up Reno, which is uh, put on by Jason Somerville. It was just an $85 all-interfold uh, tournament and uh, won $5,000, so uh, kind of interesting. But uh, Anna Kate was on the show this year. She's a poker player that was on the show this year. Of course, remember Jean, uh, Jean-Robert Belland was on a few years ago. Uh, a couple other the guy we had on the show, Alberto, uh, uh, I don't know his last name is escaping me right now, but uh, Alberto uh, that Finished second or third a couple of years ago on Survivor. On Survivor? And, and uh, he was on the show with us here. And uh, he's one of about five or six poker players that have played over the years uh, in this thing. But Boston Rob, uh, kind of interesting story there. Also, the Women's Hall of Fame uh, was kind of a little glitch in the system. They wanted to kind of put it up for a public vote. They had uh, seven uh, names that they selected that people could vote for. And... Uh, People were supposed to only vote one time, but there was a glitch in the system that uh, uh, if someone cleared the cookies in their browser, they were able to vote multiple times. Multiple times. And some people were doing that, and they thought it uh, basically was an abuse of the system, not good faith uh, in uh, the use of the public voting. So they basically canceled the public vote and just decided to select the winners. And uh, the winners are uh, Debbie Burkhead, who is a former writer, also uh Started uh, card player cruises years ago before Linda Johnson. Linda Johnson took that over, and uh, she wrote in uh, Poker Player newspaper, which uh, was like a regular part of my reading yes. for many years. She was a very good writer, and also she was a player, and um, she did a few things as well. And the other selection was Vic, Vic, Victoria Victoria Corin Mitchell. Um, Vicky uh, was a uh, top player that was a Poker Stars pro. She actually resigned her position after Amaya Gaming bought uh, Poker Stars a couple years ago. She didn't like some of the changes that they made, and uh, especially introducing casino gambling uh, to the site. They, you know, she thought it was mainly that she wanted to be involved with the poker site and not uh, endorsing the other casino games that were on there. So she has dropped out, or she dropped out of that. But she is now a, a member of the Poker Hall of Fame. A uh, great player. She's from England and uh, one of the top players. She's the only player in the history of the European Poker Tour to win two main event titles. 
and she earned over $2.4 million in her poker career. So Debbie Burkhead and Victoria Corin Mitchell are the two uh, new, nominee, new uh, inductees for the Women's Hall of Fame. Very good. Very nice. And congratulations to you, ladies. Which we always uh, check that out uh, year in, year out, and uh, offer our support. The other thing I wanted to mention was this new uh, site called LearnWPT.com. Nick Binger uh, is a teacher. He's been teaching some of the WPT boot camps over the years. And there's actually two videos on there right now. If you uh, go to the site and uh, sign up, you don't have to uh, pay anything to get these two videos. But two very interesting videos. I'm going to be uh, going through them extensively this week. And, uh, you know, it's pretty interesting. So uh, certainly there's lots of teaching sites out there, but this has the backing of uh, one of the top organizations in the game. Very good. That's that. That's always a great thing to be able to teach people how to play poker properly, and you know, having great teachers. That's that's just an added plus. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to pique your interest a little bit, the two strategy videos. One is called pre-flop size raising, and the other is board texture. So, kind of a little things that maybe can help you in your game. Okay, let's get to our selections. Uh, what we do every year is we pick 10 players each, Joe and I, and we go head-to-head and uh, collect points for uh, money earned uh, in, world, in the uh, bracelet events. Also, uh, you get bonus points for winning an event and making a final table. And we've had some pretty good competition over the years, but what we do is we go to the GPI 300, the top 300 players in the world, according to the Global Poker Index. We select one from each group of 30, and... Uh, We'll go ahead and do that now and uh, kind of have something to follow along. If you want to do it as well, you can send me an email uh, with your selections, BigDave at PokerActionLine.com. Uh, I have some full tilt hats, full tilt poker hats still. Uh, <laughs> I can send you one of those or maybe a T-shirt from one of our big casinos down here in South Florida. Uh, I will take care of you if you uh, enter and defeat one of us. So uh, if you do that, we'll keep your points as well and announce it on the show. So uh, certainly just uh, peruse the GPI 300. I would do it uh, the next day or so so that we are all working from the same group. And uh, we'll go ahead. Uh, The top 30 is uh, probably the most well-known and best-playing players in the world. And Joe, we'll let you go first for your selection from 1 to 30. Well, you know, I had him last year, and he won a tournament for me last year, so it's easy. Jason is going to be my first selection. Jason Mercier is your first selection? Yes, sir. Uh, he is currently ranked number six. I'm going to go one spot above him and, and pick Nick Petrangelo. I had a wow. chance to watch Nick win a tournament last year out there in Vegas. A uh, very big tournament early in the going, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and take him. So I'll go with Nick Petrangelo as my first pick. All righty. You surprised me. I thought you might take Fader Holtz because he was playing so well. Well, I got Fader in the uh, – I'll be cheering him on in the early tournament, and maybe he'll uh, kind of uh, – be a little tired after that. May not do as well during the regular WSOP. Okay, so now our next. <laughs> okay, pick. my my next pick is uh, from 31 to 60. Okay, we'll alternate each time. You I'm going to go with Ari Engel, who is uh, actually from Canada and lives in Vegas. What but number is he? Plays uh, a lot. He's number 40. Number 40. Okay, Alan uh, Ari Engel. Ari Engel is going to be my selection. And Joe, your pick from 31 to 60. Engel. Let me write this down real quick. I am going to go with. I'm going to take a, a runner-up in the main event. I like the way he plays poker, and I'm hoping he has a great year out there. I'm going to take Joseph Chong. Joseph Chong, okay, uh, who actually finished third in the, the tournament. Uh, oh, excuse me. I said second. You're yeah, right. second was Jason. I was keep forgetting uh, about that. John Reisner that year. 
<laughs> okay, Joe. I did see Joseph at uh, in South Florida at the uh, Seminole Hard Rock uh, a few weeks ago, so he is uh, active in playing. Okay, I pick next then. You pick next, sixty-one okay. to ninety. Well, you know me. I had him last year, and I'm going to pick him again. I always pick the kids. So Daniel, Daniel Negranu, mm-hmm. who is currently ranked number sixty-six. Uh, is Joe's selection. I'm going to go with Anthony Gregg out of uh, Maryland. Very good player who always seems to pick up a couple of nice tournaments out there. And I'll go with Anthony Gregg, number 71, Gregg. as my third okay. pick. I'll go next, 91 to 120. Okay, let me get there, 91 to 120. All right. And my selection is going to be Mike Watson, uh, Sir Watts, who uh, always seems to challenge for player of the year every year. He has his uh, A game going during the series, and I'm going to go with Mike Watson. Mike Watson. what uh, Number 113. 113. There he is, Mike Watson. All righty. So you're picking Michael Watson. And let me see who I have over here. So that's from 90 over here. I'm going to go with Brian Rast. Okay. Brian, of course, won the uh, Super High Roller Bowl last year for $7.5 million. And always is, uh, a force to be reckoned with out in the World Series of Poker. So, so I pick, pick next there. from 120 now. 121 to 150. Okay. I'm going to go with Daryl Fish. Okay. A local down here in South Florida and a very good player. Let's uh, see if this is Daryl's year out there. I will go with... Mike Gorodinsky, who uh, also challenged for Player of the Year last year, and Gorodinsky will be my selection. He's 146 in the world right now on the GPI. So, and you pick again now, right? Okay, my pick is next. Uh, we're going 151 to 180. Thought very seriously about taking Kate Hall, who I just interviewed a few weeks ago, and we carried on the show. Uh, but I'm going to go with Eddie Sabat, uh, probably a lesser-known player that always seems to do well in the main event. So I'm going to pick him, Eddie okay, Sabat. So this was going from 150. I don't know what I did here, but I really screwed my, my picks. I stopped at 30, and, and I don't know what I did there. But So you picked, I'm sorry, who was it again, Big Dave? Uh, Eddie Sabat. Eddie Sabat. And what number is he? He's 163. About 163. Okay, so I'm going to go with... Um, Joseph Searock. Joe Searock, right above him at 162, is Joe's pick. A guy that you've uh, met before down in Aruba. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, next, you're up from 181 to 210. 181 to 210. Let me see. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with David Paredes. David Paredes. Okay. And uh, certainly a very good player there. I will go with Kane Callis, who is actually the son of Harry Callis, uh, the former Phillies announcer, who uh, is real famous for his pronunciation of what, Michael what num- Jack Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> what number is he? He's number 204. 204, Kane Callis. Made a big run in the series last year, and a uh, very good player. Okay. You go next. I go next. I'll go. Uh, so this is from... I'll- now it's going to go from two two twenty one. No, is it two twenty one or two ten? Two eleven. Two eleven. Two eleven to two forty. Okay. I'll take Jeff Madsen. Uh, he was just down here playing in South yeah. Florida, and uh, always does well at the series. We'll go with Jeff Madsen as my selection. Okay. Two twenty four. Well, again, I'm going to stay with a local thing. I'm going to see if our boy, uh, great guest of the show, Steve Carp. Uh, 
does something for me over there out there in Vegas. Steve Carp, uh, many years on the program, uh, filled in for Joe and uh, helped us line up guests for many years. Did a great job helping us out, and unfortunately, uh, uh, we parted away several years ago. But uh, we always, uh, he's always very nice to to me at the different sites and says hello and and uh, certainly have fond uh, memories of his time on the program. Okay, so I pick next then, huh? From yes. From two forty to two seventy. Is that 240, correct? 241? 241 to 270. Okay, I'm going with Matt Waxman. Matt Waxman is the choice for Joe, the local out of Parkland. And I'm going to go one below him and go with Brian Hastings. Oh, you had him last year. He, did very, did. he yeah. did very well did for well you him. last sure year. Did. And I'm going to go back with him again. Right. Finally, we'll go to the final picks. And they are in uh, numbers 271 to 300. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm, I'm sure you were thinking about this, guys, but I'm going to take him, and I'm going to go with Joe Ebanks. Yes, I was thinking of Joe Ebanks. <laughs> you took him before me there. Okay, Ebanks, okay. Well, you know what? I've been so impressed. He was a guest on our show. I was so impressed with his strategy. I'm going to go with uh, Rep Porter. Rep Porter, the, uh, from the Poker Academy. Mm-hmm. Certainly a good pick. Uh, Ralph Rep Porter, number 296 on the list. And that's Joe's selection. So read them back for us, Joe. Uh, All right. Here's your, here's your team. Go ahead. You read my, you, um, I'm going to read my team to yeah. you. Jason Mercier, Joseph Chong, Daniel Negrano, Brian Rast, Daryl Fish, Joe Searock, David Paredes, Steve Karp, Matt Waxman, and Rep Porter. Definitely a South Florida feel to that group, yes, but also uh, many big-name players. I went with maybe not, not so many guys that were uh, as well-known, but have had a good history in the series. My team is Nick Petrangelo, uh, Ari Engel, Anthony Gregg, Michael Watson, Mike Gorodinsky, Eddie Sabat, Kane Callis, Jeff Madsen, Brian Hastings, and Joe Ebanks. So uh, I'm, I'm happy with that team. And that'll be the guys we'll be following. So we'll be pulling for them along the way uh, as we follow the tournaments and, and report on all the results to you week in, week out, beginning with uh, the, the action of the Colossus, which starts one week from tomorrow, which is Thursday, June and 2nd. And I wish I'd be out there to do to play in that. I really do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely fun, and it's definitely uh, exciting. I mean, uh, the place is absolutely packed. We're... We're looking at what could be 30,000 players this year in the Colossus. But the first of many big tournaments, you know, we had uh, a local, uh, Perry Shaw won the, uh, the, not the Millionaire, I guess it was the Monster Stack was the one he won last yeah, year. Yeah, that he won, yeah, that was the, the, the Millionaire the, the local was, uh, dealer also, down here yeah, who exactly. did a great job, did a great, great guest on, on the show. show. Yep. And, uh, you know, we get some people that come out of the woodwork every year that are good players that really make their big score out there. And really, uh, that's all it takes to, to have a successful poker career, really, is to, <laughs> to have one big score and one big payoff. And, of course, the dream of every regular poker player is to bring home a bracelet. And uh, we'll be following yeah, that. Yeah, and, if it, and if, if it comes with a very large uh, minimum of six figures, <laughs> a very large six figures or maybe even seven figures, uh, it, it definitely will change. could change your life forever. But as normal, we'll follow all those events on the show. We'll let you know what's happening with all the top players. Uh, of course, many events going on at the same time, usually uh, three or four at the same time. Uh, as one starts and then uh, the next one and the things overlap as they head to the final table. Maybe a new one is starting. And that, could, of course, can change things, too. Uh, 
Uh, I remember one year we talked to Jason, and uh, I thought it was very interesting when he said, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to play 30 tournaments or so, but that might not be a good thing because that means I'm getting I'm knocked out too many. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the, the reputations or the, uh, uh, you know, the respect that people have is necessarily what's going to bring you a title. You know that, uh, you know, the Mizrakis always do well, the grinder and uh, his brother Rob. Uh, always seem to play well and pick up uh, some hardware out there, and we'll see what happens with them this and, year. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the grinder's not on the top. No, I don't believe he is. I, didn't see him uh, I think he's there. probably in Rob also. I didn't see. Him. Well, maybe he's in there. I don't know. I might have missed him. But uh, uh, a lot of really interesting players. Uh, you know, I thought about taking Aaron Massey, uh, guys that I've talked to quite a bit at some of these tournaments. Uh, Byron Coverman, uh, several guys that uh, are very. Very good players, and you know you, you can only go with the you know one in each group, so you got to make your picks. Maurice Hawkins is number ninety six now, which is a high ranking for him. Yeah, He's very won, high to being in the top one hundred. Congratulations! Won a, won a couple him. of big tournaments back to back on the on the circuit this year. Uh, Brian Altman won down here, another good player. Will the Thrill is a big friend of the show that we've uh, talked to quite a, quite a bit. And then you go, you got your former champions like Ryan Reese and Martin Jacobson, and and some of those players that. Uh, you know, you've got to make your choices, but uh, certainly uh, this adds a little bit of excitement. And uh, we invite people to send me an email at bigdave at pokeractionline.com. Pick your choices, and uh, we'll try to include you in some of the excitement. Yep. And have, have you heard at all from our previous guest, Corey, who's won a bracelet out there? Corey, uh, that one in, um, my God, I'm trying to remember that we had him as a Corey guest. Corey Seidman. Here. Seidman, there you go. I'm sorry, Corey. I've heard. I haven't thing. talked to him recently. Uh, I know he'll be out there for uh, several events. He's one that uh, goes out two or three different times for a few days at a time, but does not uh, spend the whole summer he's there. He's a very he's colorful character. Yeah, he is. A great and poker player. Great stud player. Hopefully, hopefully he'll uh, take home another bracelet this year, yeah, too. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, be pulling for him to do well. And uh, you'll get a few players that are on this list that are obviously among the top uh, players in the world, but you can only... Uh, you know, you can only get so much publicity in this world of poker, and it just takes one big event to become a household name, which that, happens every year. And that is the the dream of 99.9% of poker players. Absolutely. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye on all this stuff, and we'll have some fun with it as well. Uh, let's take a break here on the show. We'll finish things up. I had an interesting uh, story that I found from years back that I thought really illustrated the kind of thinking that goes on at the poker table. And uh, I wanted to run that past Joe and see what he thinks uh, about that. Not going to go out there this year at all, Joe? No chance of that? No, there's no chance. You know, listen, my wife and I are on, are on babysitting duty a lot this, this summer with my grandson and everything. So i got to plan this. I'm really hoping to plan this for next year to be there at the start when they do the classes. Uh, one other interesting thing. I'm working on a story for uh, Annie Up. I just wanted to mention over at... Uh, Mardi Gras. They changed, made a change this year, and they kind of publicized it. And uh, Dave Litvin, the uh, poker director over there, was mentioned to me uh, yesterday that he thought there was going to be a lot of uh, outcry and people were not going to like it at first, and then things would settle down. But they switched all their tables, which normally have ten players at a table. They switched to nine. Uh, as a poker room director, how does that affect your room? Well, listen. Uh, <laughs> From a poker poker director's thing, that's what you really would love to have, and and it's a and it's a bottom line, it's a bottom line issue. You don't want ten players because if you have ten tables with ten players, well, you could have, you could have, 
uh, 11, te- play, 11 tables with nine players on them, right. and you're earning more money. Right. So there is a financial reason behind that. Um, it's usually not much of a problem until you get late, let's say late in the night or early in the morning, and there's only one or two people on the waiting list, and now they're looking to, hey, well, just squeeze me on a table, just squeeze me on a table. And it kind of becomes a double-edged sword with right. you there because you're pissing off people. If you're making exceptions, then you know that's going to be thrown right back in your face. So it's a tough – you're you're put between, uh, you know, a rock and a hard place as a manager. Uh, as long as your whole staff holds ground to this, uh, it's good. But, you know, as, as the poker room directors, you're not there at 3, 4 in the morning and listening to somebody who's had quite a few drinks in them bitching and moaning to you going – you only got four tables. And I'm the only person on the waiting list. Damn it! Put put, put a seat yeah. somewhere. And the scenario usually is, Dave, that the players at the table don't care. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, it's it, nice. It, I, listen, I, it's something I try to uh, you know to have at my place. But there comes a point where you kind of have to be a little bit flexible to that when there isn't a, a huge waiting list and you're at 2, 3, 4 in the morning when you know you're not going to have too many walk-ups coming in. So at that point, you might make an exception to that rule. Uh, how far, as far as comfort, it's uh, certainly better for, we're both big guys. We don't, sometimes at the table, you're really crammed in, you're bumping knees with the guy next to you, and uh, it's not so great. So uh, when you go to 9, I think it's, uh, it adds to the comfort of the room. It, uh, it definitely does. Uh, the flip side of that is there's one more player to give action on the table. So when you're there to play poker, are you there to make money, or you're there to feel very comfortable? You want to have both, obviously, but if the tables are big enough, you know, you'll fit 10 there unless unless there's 10 people like you and me over there, <laughs> which, you know, we're not the largest people in the world, but we're also not the skinniest. So it all depends. You bring up a great point for comfort. Most players don't mind it because there's more money on the table now. Right. There's more money, more action. So the poker players, in my experience, for the most part, don't mind the extra player. I have had, for the case that you just brought up, I have had people say, no, I don't want anybody moving in because you know, I'm stuck. I'm sitting right here. You know, you, you get those people, I'm not moving to my left. I'm not moving to my right. This is where – and then they're – Upset about what, you know, whoever was in seat three may now be in seat four because you might have put the seat where seat one is. So now, who moves where? How do you move them? And, again, it it becomes an issue sometimes. Other times they're like, yeah, bring them in. Set them down. Sit his ass down and you know, let's go exactly. from there. So. Well, I don't know how many players at a table at Gulfstream. I think they go with 10, if I'm not mistaken. But I think it's flexible, as you mentioned. But uh, Gulfstream Parks Poker Room is certainly a place that uh, you'll want to be at the table, no matter uh, how many players are sitting around you. And it's located, of course, in the back of the first floor casino on the first floor of the grandstand clubhouse. Uh, of course, the racing going on several days a week. And uh, there's people there for all different reasons at Gulfstream Park. But the solid poker room is a definitely an attraction there, and we invite you to check that out. Uh, poker uh, tournaments nightly at 7 p.m. They spread all different games throughout the day. And they have a good staff there that uh, keeps things moving. 
and keeps a good, fair, solid game. Nice people, nice dealers, nice uh, management people as well. Uh, I invite you to check it out. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway. Uh, the racing season, as I mentioned, continues into the summer. There's lots of stuff going on there. Have the Village of Gulfstream Park with dining and clubs and a big bowling alley, all kinds of different things for excitement. You can take the family there and spend the day. Certainly uh, recommend that as well. Uh, if you want any information about what's going on in the poker room, and they'll have uh, games spread every day. The hours, by the way, uh, 24 hours on Fridays and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 4 a.m., Sunday through Thursday. And it's located at South Federal Highway and the corner of Hallandale Beach Boulevard. Uh, the phone number, 954-457-6336 if you want information. And... Uh, some of these tournaments, uh, if you if you register early, you don't show up late like I did last week. You can get an extra thousand units. So uh, <laughs> uh, certainly uh, invite people to check it out and get there on time and uh, have a great time. It's nice tournaments, always uh, solid and fun. Good players, but not uh, you know not cutthroat and angry. If you have uh, you know occasional suck out, is certainly people uh, understand that as well. So uh, we do recommend it. Uh, but Joe and I play there often, and we'll continue to do so into the summer here as we look forward to a great time. It's Gulfstream Park, once again, 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale. Welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. 
Final segment of the program. Big Dave and Joe here on Poker Action Line. No guests this week. Uh, we'll see if we can line up some people. I'm working on a couple of uh, uh, guests. Jared Tendler and uh, Donna Blevins are both mind co- poker mind coaches. So uh, some of the mental side of poker we'll try to get into. Jared one has of those. been on the show before. Jared's been on. Uh, I don't think I've had Donna on, but I do know Donna for several years. In fact, the first time I met her was uh, at that big... Uh, seminar when they were coming up with the rules for uh, South Florida, state of Florida, basically, and the uh, Paramutual Commission, the Department of Business Regulation had a big seminar and let people put their input uh, into how how some of the rules should be structured. And uh, uh, I remember Randy Casper was there, and uh, we had a fellow on, uh, Tim Morgan from that, uh, that was just a local player that had a lot of interest in a lot of the rules and that sort of thing, and he made a very good guest in the program, but uh, I've known Donna since then, and uh, ran into her last year out at the World Series of Poker. Very nice lady, and uh, also uh, one of the movers and shakers as far as uh, poker in South Florida, so in the state of Florida. So uh, we'll try to get her on as well. Uh, haven't heard back from either of those people, so I know people are busy heading to the series. And I'd like to ask you: uh, Have have you had any any uh, contact with Randy Casper? No, I have not. Man, I'd love to see him back on the show. For yeah. just, just, I used to enjoy our our weekly segment that we used to have with him. He yeah. was so entertaining. It was a lot of fun. So entertaining. Uh, this article that is from a Card Player magazine is from several years ago, and it was a uh, well, actually I think it was from 2013. And the fellow had a question. Actually, it was an interview with Elke Grosspellier, uh, Vanessa Selbst, and Randall Flowers. And the interesting one was flowers, uh, to me, uh, the most interesting uh, stuff. And the question basically was, uh, you know, how to, what kind of examples can you give where you can extrapolate, extrapolate uh, information from an opponent on, on, on their decisions and that sort of thing, and how you can use it to uh, maximize your value at the table? And uh, flowers, it's kind of common sense, really, but he says the most effective way of getting information is just talking to them. He says he likes to try to be the funny guy at the table that everyone enjoys having there. Uh, you know, guy, you meet people and, and you see people that uh, play more for fun than for winning, and you kind of uh, put people into different groups. Uh, sometimes if you're just nice to them, they might fold a hand that, that they would might call on if the kid was disrespectful and, uh, and uh, not easy to get along with. So some of that, you, uh, you're having a fun time, and that leads to getting more information from people. Uh, he talks about how that you can pick up information from people just by the way they're playing and talking. Uh, you're looking for a little bit of hesitation on, on a decision, an extra quick motion, uh, sometimes when they make action without a thought, and that can tell you whether they're comfortable with their hand or not. Exactly. <laughs> Those are all things that top poker players look for. He says, if a friend of mine is in mid-conversation comfortably, casually three-bets me and keeps talking, I'm probably folding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's not worried one one little bit. He talks about an example, and this was great. I want to bring this up because you know, obviously we're big fans of Jason Mercier and, and have had him on the show several times. One of his good friends is that he sponsored and uh, you know staked uh, back in the day was Dan O'Brien, and he talks about a tournament that he was playing a three thousand dollars shootout event uh, in the WSOP, and they were uh, four-handed. Dan O'Brien was at his table, and says O'Brien raised on a hand, uh, raised on at the button, and he said we'd been talking a bunch and. Uh, 
uh, a few hands prior to this, his friend Jason Mercier came over for a quick discussion. He says, Jason is standing behind Dan, and I notice that he sees Dan's cards. Uh, I did not get a read off Jason's reaction, except for the fact that they kept talking very casually. I found it hard to believe Jason could just casually see a great hand and carry on like that, so I just decided I'm three-betting my top 80% of hands. He said, so I three-bet his raise with a 7-6 offsuit and said, are you going to show off for Jason, Dan? And he smiled and folded, and he said, uh, Jason said, well, I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> but just to me, uh, that is just such a great example of little things that happen at the table that can give you a read on the action. And you wouldn't even think about that, but this is the level that some of these professionals think at. Yeah, and, and think, think back, Dave, you know, who was the, the, the first real poker superstar? To me, it was Stu Unger. Yeah, right. You know, with the way he read people, with the way he put pressure on them. And, you know, granted, we, you know, he's, unfortunately, he's been gone for a long time now. But, you know, he had a different mindset. And the top poker players are great at that, at picking that up. This gentleman talks about talking to them. Who do we know that loves to talk at the table when he's involved in a hand? It's Daniel. Yeah. Every time you see and him And there's talking, a reason for that, obviously. And there's a reason for that. I mean, listen... I've been so impressed. I mean, obviously, he's one of the greatest poker players ever. But, you know, you see Daniel, and in certain tournaments, I've seen him go, you know, I think this is what you got, and I'm going to lose my chips, but I want to make sure this is what you've got. And he tells the guy what he's got in his hands, and sure enough, the guy turns over his hand, and he goes, good, I just want to make sure my read on you was correct. <laughs> and think about that from the opponent's side. You're thinking, oh my God, this guy just paid me off knowing what I had. He just he just wanted confirmation on what hit what two cards I had in my hand. How am I going to beat this guy? That 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 part of the psychological point of it also starts playing with you, where you'll probably f- go into a lot of mistakes just because you want to try to change up your style of play. Which, unless you're one of the top-notch poker players you're not really suited to do and you're not comfortable doing. Right. Well, I thought that was interesting because, uh, you know, forget about all the math, forget about, uh, you know, uh, hand ranges and that sort of thing. The big thing to me sometimes is just the social aspect of the game and how you can use that to your advantage. Yeah. Well, listen, there, there was one great example of that. Daniel is another one who uses that, tries to be very nice at the table. And listen, from all the years that we've been watching poker on TV, Dave, the nicer people always seem to get information out of people, seem to get people to interact with them, and you know they're trying to get whatever information they can read from, from that interaction. Yeah, for sure. Well, the World Series kicks off. Uh, May 31st is the first activity. June 1st is the casino employees, and then uh, uh, the uh, Colossus starts on June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. So we'll be following all those things. There's $10,000 events. There's uh, $1,500 events. And we'll be giving you all the results and running down some of the uh, the action out there. Interesting situations, interesting hands, and all the stuff that we can bring you from there. Uh, I'm going to make a trip out there during the main event, uh, July uh, July 10th through the 13th. You're going to be staying at the Rio? I am going to stay at the Rio, yes. Excellent. Had some good uh, prices there even during the main event, uh, which I was a little surprised. But uh, the basic rates... Uh, Averaged out to less than eighty bucks a night, so wow, I that's thought that was pretty good. Dandy, you know, obviously you at the Rio, right where everything, all the action is. Yeah, I mean, uh, I could have stayed uh, for the four nights. I could have stayed for about a hundred dollars less at Gold's Coast next door, 
Uh, also, maybe a little bit less uh, at the Palms uh, across the street, which was where I stayed last year. But I figured, yeah, I'll stay at the Rio and be right there and uh, get any uh, you, advantages. You deserve to splurge on yourself. Well, there yeah, I, I just I'm think, you know, you. there's advantages for being a part of the Total Rewards package uh, out there. And, uh, you know, it's certainly... Uh, you know they're going to take better care of you if you're staying there than they, oh, if you're staying great. next door with somebody else. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to the whole series in general. We'll keep you posted on that. Uh, I'm not going to be out there during the summer series of the GPL or for the uh, Super High Roller Bowl, which actually starts next Sunday. So or this Sunday, I should say. But I'll be watching a lot of that stuff on TV and following it all as well. So we'll report on that to you as well. We'll work on some guests for you. We'll try to get some uh, bracelet winners on the show this summer. And, of course, while I'm out there, I'll do a lot of taping and uh, bring those back and run those on the show throughout the summer. So uh, certainly uh, the top part of our game. Of course, we're all excited here in South Florida that we got a Super Bowl, but we've got to wait four years for that. we only got to wait... Uh, a week or so for the World Series of Poker. We'll have we'll have four WSOP uh, main events in before then. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Gio, thank you for all your help as usual on the show. Joe, uh, your input as well. And good luck in the contest. We'll uh, play it out. Anybody wants to get involved in that, be sure and uh, send me an email. Big Dave at PokerActionLine.com. Give me your top uh, ten players, so one from each 30-player uh, section of the GPI's top 300. And we'll uh, include you in the uh, results, and uh, maybe you can win something from us as well. We'll have some fun. We'll catch you next week on another edition of the show. Thanks for being with us. You can always pick up the show on uh, our website at PokerActionLine.com, on iTunes. Pick us up on the Hold'em Radio Network. Uh, tune into that Friday nights at 8 o'clock or later with replays and plenty of action uh, to get to the show. Just check out our website as well at PokerActionLine.com. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.